Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Bonsai Chat, where we talk about video games, movies, and other pop culture. And I am your host, Ryan. And of course, I'm here with my good buddy, my sidekick here in the podcast and studio, DJ Grand. What's going on, DJ? Not much. Glad to be here. Yeah. So we got a big movie to talk about, and I want to really get into it. And we got... Big is pushing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. We're going to have a lot of fun with this. But I just wanted to get into some previous bonsai bullshit banter that we can talk about with uh, just kind of some things we've been doing and playing and watching and seeing and stuff like that. But um, last time when we were on here, I talked about starting up Resident Evil Village. And uh, it was funny because... I forgot the modder's name, but they actually made a third-person mod, but it's only oh, really? for PC, sadly. Because PC, obviously, you can mod anything and do anything. But I, when I saw that, I was like, there's a moment where DJ could play this game. So. Well, they mod some console games. So there's no excuse why it shouldn't be able to be modded. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's like an independent like an independent guy who like did this thing. So just about every modder is though. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying like, he's not a part of Capcom or anything. Okay. So it's like Capcom's if, unless they want to do it. It's not endorsed yeah. by Capcom. And he's probably yeah. like, if I only do it in this limited capacity, it's like, if he goes too far with it, you know, he could probably get sued. Yeah. Mike's flying like with the radar. So sure. <laughs> he probably doesn't want to go too crazy on it, but Resident Evil Village being a, you know, from what I talked about before too, it's, it's a very fun game. It's really cool. And I like where they're going with this whole universe they're kind of building with the Resident Evil stuff. Cause with the Resident Evil games since six, it's been kind of this other story of these, uh, more characters that we've been playing since the original games. And there are some in this new one, but it's like a new main character and some new storyline stuff and all that. Uh, but it was, it's just cool. I just like what they're doing with it. And it's a little over the top. I mean, it's it's very over the top, I'll just say. But like the end and what they did with some of the like third chapter parts, like the third act, I would say, was just like really cool. The game is very easy. I'll just say that, which Resident Evils aren't necessarily like impossible or hard, but there is some difficulty to them. But this one was definitely more of like, even on normal, like I just play on casual. So there's like casual and there was a harder setting I could put on, but, and there was even a lower one, but it's like basically just watching a story. And, uh, those are the ones I like the story. Yeah. Is what yeah. I get invested in. Yeah. And they, uh, they just really ramped it up with this because in the original one, cause seven's basically like the start of this one. And, uh, with this storyline and with this cause seven, the first part of the game was really interesting and good. And was like, I just wish that's what the whole game was. But then they like took this turn in the second half and it just was just a lot more weak. And, you know, it was OK to play through, but it just they just definitely put all the fun in the beginning. And this one, it was more spaced out and better laid out. And they had way better characters and all these like bad guys you fought. And I know you only played Resident Evil, uh, Metal Gear Solid 5. But with the Metal Gear Solid series, to me, I felt like this game actually had some elements to that with how they like made their bad guys and stuff, because you like go through all these uh, these like four main bad guys who were 
I think I mentioned it last time, who are like the universal monsters. There's like a vampire. There is a Frankenstein. And that's what's funny. Like one of the main bad guys is, I said Van Helsing last time, but he looks like Van Helsing, but he is Frankenstein. Like he, He's Frankenstein's monster. Well, he, Frankenstein was a scientist and he's not a scientist, but he's, he can, he makes stuff. He makes like metal monsters and shit like that. So it's like, he'll take bodies and so like, it was based on Frankenstein. Okay. You could tell because like, okay. it's like, you got a vampire and there is like a fish person. There's, there's a puppet bad guy who like has dolls chase you and stuff like Sounds that. Like a weird guy with a God complex. Yeah. And the last guy who is basically like your, not the main one, but like he's, he, he, that's like when, this third act of the game got really cool because you go through this factory that he runs and he's just making monsters and like, you know, putting these like metal parts that, you know, just revive them and turn them into just like mindless killers and stuff. And it was just really cool. It was really fun. And the ending was really cool. And I just like where it's going. I was just like really pleased with it. So it was a pretty cool experience that, well, write them and tell them to get it in third person. Yeah, I know. I know. That's like, because you would definitely appreciate it, you know, and, uh, you know, they, they might, you know, I, I don't see why they, sh- they sh- definitely should do that. I think I don't mind having the first person, but there should be both. I think that'd be a cool thing to do. I so. agree with that. Every game should have both. So, yeah. so you can have the option to anyone to play. It. And again, like they're just, they've had other first person shooters before. But this is their first time actually stepping into this realm and like making Resident Evil first person. I mean, all from six to six to one was all third person and like over the shoulder stuff. And so it's kind of a bold move, but, you know, it, it kind of works. And I do miss like, you know, some of the older games are more of my favorite ones and stuff like that. But if they're going to continue on this like stride up with like this new creativity and like how they're like making this world and stuff too. You know, it's uh there's going to be some pretty cool games. So yeah, it's too bad. It yeah. is interesting. I would check it out. Have you uh, played or watched anything new or recently you would uh, want to either shit about or talk about? <laughs> I watched uh, um, army of dead and I watched uh, the conjuring. Oh yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to watch the conjuring. Did you like it? Like, because you've seen, have you seen them all? No. You haven't seen them all? Oh, that was my why'd first you jump one. into that one? It was on HBO Max and I was bored and yeah. I saw it. I kept and... forgetting that was on HBO Max because I was like. You see, I'm always, especially when it comes to these horror movies, I'm up for a challenge. Because like I've told you in the past, once I became an atheist, I, it no longer scares me. Not even close. Yeah. And this one. And those are very like, I mean, that's all about the devil. And the stuff. devil and God. Yeah, yeah. It's all good versus evil thing. And same thing. No scaring whatsoever. It doesn't mean the story wasn't good. Even though this is supposed to be based on uh, The Conjuring, this one, The Devil Made Me Do It, I think was the subtitle. Yeah. Uh, it, it was supposed to be based on two events, but it's just BS because, okay, without, I'm going to have to spoil this to get my point across, but at the very climax, the guy who's supposed to be possessed by the devil, actually, he's in prison and he's lifted up in the air. And uh, there's guards around, so they all witness it, other um, prisoners, although there's not many in this hospital ward, but still, they're there. They could see this. And he still gets convicted of a uh, um, manslaughter murder that happened earlier in the movie. Hmm. Well, why didn't all those people testify that he floated and that that would have 
totally made it. Because isn't that like one of the best like evidence if you have like uh, eyewitness? <laughs> exactly right. But the whole th- in the beginning when he was first brought to, uh, up to trial was that the, the lawyer was despondent because she didn't want to give the old devil made me do it argument. She wanted to have a, but she did it anyways. So if you're going to go down that route, why wouldn't you bring in the witnesses that saw the devil at work, you know? And it just, that just didn't make sense to me at the end. It was, that was a contradiction, but I'm sure that they, it based on a true story. I was going to say that. And they started that in the first one too. And like, I remember cause the way that these movies are laid out and there's like a few, I haven't seen every single one, but there is like a universe of these conjuring movies and insidious was one, which is there's two insidious movies and they're really good. And they like are, I, I don't think they're all directed by the same guy, but it's like, they're all connected in like little ways. And there's three conjuring movies. Insidious was really good. But I remember when Conjuring, because Insidious was that same thing of like ghosts and devils and all this stuff. But when Conjuring came out, that was their whole thing was like, this is a true story. And it was like the kid getting like, like that in the trailer had like, a you know, the biggest thing was it's like a ghost coming out of his mouth and stuff like that. And uh, I remember they had like, you know, some things you could read. It's like it was about this thing and whatever time frame. But I'm like. That's not well, at the end of this movie in the the post credits, they showed the actual people that it was yeah. based on. Okay? okay, so that gave some credibility that something like this happened. But still, the what kind of a lawyer did he hire yeah. that would not? I mean, go that if you're going that direction, go all the way. Of course, that's, that's what I'm saying too. I feel like they held on, and I noticed that with the new one too. I'm like, they're still keeping pushing like the based on true event stuff because I'm I always. Unless it's like an actual, like a, a real event, you know, like um, like a 9-11 movie. It's like that actually happened and stuff. But it's when it comes to like ghosts and stuff like that, it, it's just such a I just think it's such a trick. Not saying, you know, I don't know. I don't know all the evidence, but it just seems like and they've already established movies to be good. Like people love these movies. So it's well, like, the old Amityville horror that was supposed yeah, to be based on a, a yeah. true event. So. Look, I like I said. Once I stopped believing in God, this this all went away from me. When yeah. I was a kid, but did you like the, the movie? Omen, was it like and it was okay? I watched the whole thing. If I didn't like it, I would have just walked away. Said point. this is done. Yeah. But I watched the whole thing because that tells me at least it was compelling enough to get me through it. But being the analytical person that I am, I'm just pointing out oh, that's bullshit. That's yeah. Bullshit. That was on. But you know, it, it was it was okay. I mean, if you can get by the religious mysticism of it, or this, this lady was basically a a religious psych- psychic who would, could use God to find connected to these to these events that were with the, this particular possession, and if you can get by that, because I think that's I just think that's a bunch of crap. I really do. But if you can get by that, it's okay. I mean, it's not bad. Maybe they had to put that in there to uh, a progression of events, and they had to you know move yeah. the story forward. And I think it's like if they started that with the first one saying, you know, based on truth, it's like, uh, you're kind of stuck with it. So all these movies, if they make 20 of them, they got to keep saying that. So just, I guess, like you're saying, it's like, they should have the, uh, you know, the facts, at least if there is articles that this might've been real, you know, well, at the end, they say the guy was convicted. So, uh, you know, so my point is, okay. So if he was convicted then you didn't do your job as a lawyer and that really let me down, at least 
I mean, and they didn't show any of the the trial at all. Oh, okay. Nothing. They yeah, just showed him. All about the they showed him. Yeah, stuff. exactly. They showed him after all the scaring is done. They showed him being taken in handcuffs, going in the courtroom, and then it showed that he was convicted of manslaughter and had to spend five years in prison. I mean, so, but I guess maybe that that's why they did it because. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just guessing. This is yeah. speculating at this point. But th- that was one of the letdowns of it was that they it just seemed illogical to to go with that part of the story and then not follow it through. Yeah, the uh, main character. Well, there, I know there's two, but uh, the main guy I, I forget his actual actor name and all that. But uh, he was Night Owl and Watchmen. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. So, I knew he was, I know, I was like familiar. Yeah, <laughs> he's in a lot of stuff, but um, yes, absolutely. Yeah, that it was him, and he uh, he actually does a pretty good job acting wise. He's a good actor. I mean, yeah, he really yeah. is. I mean, if you suspend your disbelief, you know, and and I would forget my atheism, then I guess you could you could fall for this. I just wasn't scared, and that's yeah. what I wanted to be. I'm still. I want to be scared because that's what these movies are supposed to do. They're supposed to scare you. Yeah, if you believe it or not, they should at least have that value. And nothing, nothing. But then again, it's been a long time since I've been scared by any movie. So there's some behind you right there. (laughs) I said movie. Uh, (laughs) I would say, actually, I mean, because if you haven't watched the other ones, like if you want to go back to them, like just to maybe if that fills in plot holes or things in the story, but Insidious at least watch that first one because you can see where it connects to the conjuring a little bit. And even probably from that third one, it, at least you can see that's the same style of movie, but I, I mean, I wasn't like terrified, but it's, I liked insidious a lot. And the second one goes is like kind of the same thing. It's like good, but it's like, if you at least see the first one, I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to scare you. Like guarantee it's going to scare you, but it's more exciting. I would, I haven't seen the third one of the conjuring, but when I, the insidious movies came out before those, well, the first one at least. And when the conjuring came out, I was like, Oh, this is like a whole new thing. And it's going to be like kind of that same, like, you know, style and all that, which it is. But I just was, I just felt more with the insidious movies and I liked them more, I guess. And, um, I will check out the first insidious. Yeah, look, check that one you out. should look, watch that one too. The, oh yeah. The I plan to do it too. It's, yeah. it's okay. It's not bad. Yeah. I mean, uh, and the army of the dead wasn't bad either. Yeah. Tell um, me about that. Cause, uh, I plan on watching, I still haven't checked it out, but I keep getting a lot of stuff popped up about it. And like, you know, Zack Snyder made it, which I thought that not saying he's obviously he's done, you know, superheroes to you know watchmen which is superheroes but uh 300 and you know hopefully fountainhead and stuff like that so it's like he's not stuck that depends yeah but he's not he you can tell that he's not stuck to a mold in a lot of ways and for him to do a zombie movie i thought because i didn't know that he was director the first trailer i saw of army of the dead i was like oh this is just some you know new zombie movie but when i knew he directed it as like, Oh, there's a budget and like actual things backing this up. Just not like a run of the mill zombie movie. And yeah, I just uh, wanted to hear about it. So what was it like? It was okay. I mean, once again, I I finished it. So that should say something, but a lot of plot holes. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to give too much away for you. You want to watch it, but he, the main character is basically paid to go in and, and, get this money out of a vault in Las Vegas and Las Vegas is overrun. So it's like after the, like the zombie breakout happens and like, that's what the movie's kind of based off. The movie starts out with, uh, this military, uh, 
um, cargo going like four or five vehicles on the freeway. And uh, they're taking this special package. And at the same time, this newly married couple is driving down the opposite road and she goes down on him while he's driving. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't uh, pay attention. That's a new one for Zach Snyder. I'll give him that. <laughs> he like, doesn't I... pay attention and smashes into the very car that was holding the special cargo, and it breaks over or tips over, opens up, and the zombie starts and gets all the military guys. The problem here's one of the holes. You never see that guy again. Never. I mean, the, the patient zero. Yes. <laughs> no, no, unless he ends up because there's, they, they actually took the zombie thing in a different way. Cause there's such a thing as just dead zombies. And then yeah. there's alpha zombies. And these actually are thinkers. They actually can plot yeah. and, and there's close to being human as can be. Yes, have, exactly. Right? Yes. <laughs> yes. And they actually, he actually has a queen and they love each other. You can tell by the way they act that they're in love. And especially when, I won't. I don't want to give it too much away, yeah. but you can tell that they actually do love each other. So there is some mental capacity so, yeah, that's, with the that's alphas. Different, you know? It is different, but one unless that patient zero ends up that alpha guy, which they never ever connect, then it doesn't make any sense how they would never show that guy again. Hmm. So there's hole number one. The other one is the guy who goes into Las Vegas, who is hired to go in to get this money. Um, which do uh, another plot hole, but the, he, he goes in there. His, his daughter wants to go and with them, but only to save three people that went into the city for, I guess they were trying to rescue someone else, but they end up getting caught and being held by these zombies. And so the daughter only wants to go to save them. Okay. And she ends up going and doing it, but it just ends up being a total waste of time. Cause the only one who ends up coming out of it is her. So why even bother going? Yeah. I mean, it just, it, it they're just, too many plot holes in it that I didn't really, I can't say it was a, an A movie. Yeah. It was okay, but it wasn't something that it I, I can rave about. Actually, I heard, uh, I, I was talking with one of my friends about this and he, he was like talking about, like asking if anyone's seen it and stuff. And the comedian Chris D'Elia was supposed to be in this movie. Do you know who he is? No. He's just, uh, I never was a big fan of him or anything, but he was a comedian that recently got canceled for talking to minors and shit like that, you know, kind of some scumbaggy stuff, but he was a helicopter pilot and, and I might not be getting this all right, but they had to edit all his stuff out because it, like he recently got like all this like pushback and well, that's probably why stuff. I didn't see him. Yeah. And that's like, but it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you just think about, you make because I'm pretty sure the movie was pretty much done by the time all these accusations came out from, and they're trying to scrub out all these scenes, and just like man, like that just seems like a pain in the ass, you know. Another problem I had with it was um, the, the wokeness of it because um, like I don't mind strong female characters. Yeah, Atlas Shrugged, Danny Taggart, Dominique Franken, and the Fountainhead. Strong female characters. I think they're good. Wonder Woman. Okay, that too. <laughs> But uh, I don't see strong military female characters. I just don't. Maybe I'm just, I am not woke enough, but it's uh, the military that I'm talking in the, the ground foxhole military. I'm sorry, but that's a man thing. 
and they were making out to be some of these characters here, especially the the pilot, to be a tough, you know, and it just, just didn't make sense to me. It just mm, didn't feel real. No, it didn't. Not yeah. at all. I mean, I'm not saying they can't be a pilot. Oh, well, that's why um, we have movies. Right <laughs> now, so, <laughs> well, it's one of those things where she can. Supposed- she, this this actor can now say she fought the army of the dead, and she, you know. <laughs> But it's just that that role. I mean, like I said, she could have been a pilot, but coming off as the cigar smoking, you know, yeah. they they tried to make a feminine, ma- the masculine feminine. That's yeah. what exactly what that character was. I, I didn't like that at all. Well, she could have been a pilot without any of that. She yeah, could have like, done the entire same job without any of that, and everything would have been the same. They didn't have to add that machoing up of her making the feminine masculine. It, to me, it made no sense. And. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just thought that was a, the wokeness coming out. Yeah, I mean that's your opinion, and that's I see where you're going because it is because it's like why not having her actions if she does all these things in this you know however it happens, but to have her persona be this uh, you know just buff like smoke yeah, like smoking she, cigars you know probably drinking whiskey you know like just she could have been all that without being so masculine yeah. about it. I yeah, mean, that is showing more of like. I guess a man's, you know, side of things. Yes. So it's like when you want to stay yes. away from that, if you, it's like, so I think they could have done that without making her mad. Cause that's the things like they get, you know, those kind of guys get make fun of for it's like, Oh, you're just smoking your cigars, drinking, just, you know, lifting it's weights. Basically and what this, this, that. this woman is. That's yeah. basically what it is. She's just a, 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 supposed to be a tough, uh, military pilot. And she could have been that without making her too masculine. Yeah. I see I mean, your point. Dude, I would check it out and tell me if I'm wrong. I, no, I, I do want to see it, and I'll. You'll yeah. know the character as soon as you see her. You'll yeah. know who it is. Because I actually think that's who. <laughs> that's what's funny. the Crystalia character I was talking about. I think that was he was supposed to be, at least maybe like her pilot partner or something like that, or like they were supposed to like she was supposed to be interacting with that because i know he was a helicopter pilot and that's maybe they, that was him and they had to re- totally recast yeah. him and that's like but then why do it with uh, or whatever yeah I, and just, like i said i i don't i just heard this like you know just through the grapevine so i don't know all the facts and details but so definitely check it out and please come in a, yeah. on a future podcast and, uh, and tell me if i'm wrong uh drax the destroyer is in it you know uh what's his name batista He's the bald dude. Oh, from, uh, from Guardians. Guardian of the Galaxy. Yeah. yeah, he's the main character. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. like I knew that was him. I yeah. just I'm not a big Marvel guy, so I didn't. I knew he was in Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. but I didn't know well, this character's he's name. He's not green, you know, or whatever color he is in Guardians of the Galaxy. But I think he is green, but that doesn't matter. I did. I, I don't know his, but his name like, as an actor. And I didn't know his yeah. name as the character I in Guardians. I, I'm, so. Like I say, I know I can't even. Think, I know it's Batista's his last name. But he actually did a good job. I thought, yes, I I thought his role was absolutely believable. That he should be playing. I think it's like he's just that. I mean, I didn't see it, but it's like he's just though he's an action star. You know what I mean? One of the things I don't like about Ryan is when you lose and then you win, or it's winning by losing. Maybe that's one way to put it: winning by losing. And his character ends up doing that, and Uh I just think that I don't want to tell you because obviously you want to see it, but I just. I prefer that either either win or they lose. You know, okay. not this this mix of both. Like rising back from the ashes and stuff like that. So you just <laughs> I, know, I guess yeah. I I'm trying to get like it's like so what happens at the end? Yeah. <laughs> not that would totally ruin it for you. Just watch the movie and then once again with this, tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll uh, we'll talk about it next time. And a little uh just kind of peek into our next episode and stuff cuz 
before we were recording and all that, I mentioned that I watched uh, Invincible, so we're going to be probably doing that for our next episode. And uh, yeah, really cool show. It's definitely one of those. It looks like the DC animated shows. Like that's like the anime style, you know. So it looks good, and those are really well animated shows too. You know, especially you know, it's like there's anime and stuff like that. But this is like really good, well done animation in the sense of, uh, I guess, American style anime. But uh, it's I'm I'm looking forward to talk about because I don't want to get into it if we're going to do a whole episode about it sure, but we'll uh, talk about it next time i think it'll be interesting and i'd like to hear your take on it too because there are some uh good it's a good story in a lot of ways so well i already have my homework so yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah let's so for today's episode we are going to be talking about tenacious d in the pick of destiny and it's funny because i wanted to put like some drops and stuff on here for like the soundboard and all that but I had like too many to think about. So if you hear this after our recording, there's going to be so many things I'm going to plug in post recording and all this stuff, because this is a fun comedy that um, I'm a big fan of. And of course, since this podcast is basically should be called, I make DJ watch shit. So <laughs> well, no, well, let's get this straight. I like Jack Black. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've already, and I already watched this long before you said, yeah, you've it, seen this before. Yeah, okay. I saw it before, and I just watched it again over the weekend, so I can. Ref- it's been that long; I had to refresh my memory. Yeah. But um, it's obviously an easy watch. But um, so it's not that you this was pulling teeth at all. I yeah, I really I like Jack Black. I do, and he's a Rush fan. So right there, he's and this is kind of yeah, it's like a tribute to rock and like just rock it's, and it's roll. It's more right? heavy I mean, metal. I mean, true, that's that's, yeah. <laughs> that's probably why rush isn't mentioned in there because they i mean there's a lot of it with with posters and yeah meatloaf's in it and dio yeah and even dave grohl mm-hmm. is is although i think he i only think he sung i don't think he actually played do you know what part he was yeah supposed i know to what you're talking about so well let's get into the breakdown of the pick of destiny and uh, it's funny because it's tenacious d in the pick of destiny that's the uh the real title but let's uh get into the breakdown of that Okay, like I said before, we are talking about Tenacious D in The Pick of Destiny. Now, this is a movie based off the band Tenacious D, which is Jack Black and Kyle Gass. I always want to say his name's Glass, but it's it's not. But, I understand uh, that. Yeah, and uh, it would be cool either way. You know, it's like that'd be cool. Oh and, yeah, he had to get made fun of that name, Gas. Yeah, as that's a kid. Like, oh well, yeah, had to have gotten made fun of that name. I mean, look at all the stuff they do. They basically make fun of themselves anyway. So it's no, nice I mean, when he was a kid. Yeah, but uh, but this movie, you know, is their reenactment of the origins of their band, which I like that. The reason why I like Tenacious D a lot is because they take their music band seriously and make they make good music in the sense of like it it, it is jokes. Like, I mean, they're just making like jokes and comedy and stuff like that, but they still want to put in like good kind of rock and roll stuff to it. They're good musicians. Yeah. I'll say that that much. Yeah. 
Um, it's more like Spinal Tap. Okay. They're musicians yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, they are, but um, but they're like a made up band. And yeah, all that if stuff, they're made so. up, where there's a difference between Tenacious D is an actual band. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because it's like Tenacious D's <clears throat> a real band, <clears throat> and their uh, story and stuff like that. Because uh, I was watching this like making of of uh, the movie, and they're like, "Yeah, we could have done the actual thing of you know." how tenacious d became a band but it would have been like two minutes because it was basically being like hey you want to make a band like <laughs> so we have to make up this whole story of like satan and like the sasquatch and us getting a pick that can make you an awesome musician and all this stuff and they're like that'll have been a little more entertaining and i was like that's funny and that's to promote your band that way and to even try to make this like vision of yourself is i just think it's pretty cool and again making it it is a musical, but it's not like they they obviously busting out and like singing and stuff like as a musical does, but it still doesn't feel well, like it does that. a little bit. Yeah, but it's like it just feels to me this movie just feels like it's always uh trying to make you laugh, you know, having the story told through songs and stuff like that. And uh you can just you know, Kyle and Jack Black just love doing this kind of storytelling. It's like probably their only way that they're it's definitely how they made their careers and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a lot of fun. And I just really like hearing it. I don't think it's meant to be taken too seriously. Oh, first not at all. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, it, they did bring, especially meatloaf from the beginning yeah. and they did pick a really good kid to play Jack Black. Oh yeah. That, that kid looks that just kid, like him. Yes, yeah. Acted like him. I mean, his, like his him, mannerisms yeah. were, he picked him up pretty good. I mean, yeah. they did it really good. Um, my my whole problem was though, I've been going down a rabbit hole of uh, the darker cult mysticism lately, okay. and how it's influencing society. And there was a lot of symbols and things in this movie that are in the stuff I'm reading. I'm like, wow! Uh, either they're they know what they're doing and they're in this crap too, or it's just a total accident. Yeah, because they're they're like on his um on the um the neck of his guitar. There were occult symbols on there, like the uh, All Seeing Eye was on there. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, there are a few, and um, the whole devil horns that they were hold up—that's that's an occult um, symbolism. Isn't that just the metal thing? Yeah, it's okay. The metal have adopted it, but it's actually the devil's horns, and that's the occult. Well, yeah, isn't but that... that's the occult that came from the occult. Alistair the... Crowley and all that—that that came from the occult. No, they've 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 co-opted it. But Absolutely, Satan is in this movie, so why wouldn't? Well, the, they well, do there's just the saving grace. Yeah, Satan is the uh, antagonist. Yeah, and so therefore, because <laughs> everyone's with the cult, they see Satan as the protagonist yeah so that's the saving grace of this movie where i think maybe they were trying to make fun of all the occult stuff i would that's where it's I a possibility say, yeah it's it just there was so much in there that i was like wow this is just this is really weird i'm the whole i mean even some heavy metal music and even some punk music and even dance music there are occult things out through yeah it. i mean even jay-z and you see you only see them put uh, it's all over uh katie perry's done it they put their hands together in the shape of a, of a triangle which yeah. is supposed to be a pyramid and that pyramid is an occult thing so it's it's all over it's in the music industry it's in entertainment as well so that's why when i was watching this i was seeing them, i'm like wow i wonder if they really knew what they were doing and the fact that they use Satan as the bad guy, mm -hmm. that kind of tells me, yeah, maybe they were just making fun of it. They yeah. just they they did do their homework and they were making fun of it. Well, the, and, and heavy metal is 
I mean, they ride a yeah. lot, Black Sabbath. That's all well, of the again, dark occult. You know, and... As he was a child, it's like the first person he prays to is, you know, Dio. It's like who is the ultimate of just like, you know, Hail Satan. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would say it's all in comedy, but you know, yeah, yeah, you no, obviously I'm... know this like more and deep it just that my the fact that stuff. i'm going down this rabbit hole and then re-watching yeah. this movie and it was tied together i'm like wow that's kind of yeah, weird he's obviously in hollywood so yeah. it's like i get that yeah and so like i said the saving grace was that the devil is the protagonist because if yeah. it wasn't if they were projecting the devil to be the good guy then i would say no way this is this is something like yeah. that but the fact that they did that tells me yeah no i think they're making fun of it as well, they should be they actually had a tv show prior to this and that was it, a lot of these characters and these themes were in that of them, like making these like sketches and skits and like songs about similar things too. So that's like the TV show was kind of like their rough draft of them making this movie. And the director, uh, Liam Lynch, he made their music video tribute, which had, um, you've, have you heard that song? Tenacious D. Tribute. It's on rock band. Yeah. I was and it's say. a bitch to play. It's a, it was, it was a, a popular song. song. Oh, I'm not, yeah. they, they know how to play their instruments, yeah. but that's a hard song to play on rock band. And that's like, they have the devil in that, which is like, basically they brought, they did that in that music video, you know, with this director who, who helped them with that. And they brought it into the movie too. The same way too. Dave Grohl is that as well. And, uh, it's uh, you can just see that they're pulling from all their sketches and stuff to make this movie about the pick of destiny and stuff. So I thought that was cool because it's like their universe. They're like MCU and stuff like that. Yeah. So and this movie was actually a big flop. Like, well, in the box office, it yeah. was, but it became a, a small cult hit. So, yeah. And that's like, of course, it's going to be because they obviously are successful in their fans and stuff, but it's Tenacious D fans. So it's not like, you know, we're talking about pop stars and stuff like that. And with their music, I mean, their music is all over the place and as ridiculous as it can ever be. I mean, even their last CD, Rise of the Phoenix, is, <laughs> have you ever seen the cover of that? It's literally no. a penis shaped Phoenix that is like, cause it's, you know, like rise of the Phoenix. But if you look at it, it's literally just a penis and it's like, they just, that's why they're so funny. Cause they just don't give that, a fuck. That double nut guitar. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, master exploder is my favorite song. That's like the best part. I think that part gets me every time when I watch this movie. And it's just so funny because that's like how they're imaging, like how they imagine themselves to be at the height of rock star success and stuff. And yeah, Kyle glass playing his, even his like multiple guitars with multiple arms and like the, uh, but the, the double duck was that yeah. woman. It looked like he was going down on her. He was, oh, that was with her point, hands. Yeah. I, obviously. So, yeah. I mean, it was a good joke. So that's very funny. They, yeah. They're, they're a couple of funny guys. I yeah. mean, it's, and I think that's like why this movie is really cool because it's basically two best friends and the chemistry that Kyle and Jack black have is just so great and funny because it's I wouldn't compare it's it's I just say it because there's not that many like duos like this and the, it kind of reminds me of Jay and Silent Bob but this is like the music version and Jay and Silent Bob it is totally different but I get your point just because Kyle is like you know more of a quiet person compared to Jack Black's energy and stuff like that too and it's just I just love that I just think they the way they work together and tell these crazy stories and it's just so funny and do you know they did a jazz album 
No, I, I'm not surprised because <laughs> the only reason I know this because they uh, they were on Craig Ferguson. There's a long, long time ago, okay. obviously, and they came out and with uh, the beatnik beanie hats on, <laughs> and uh, Ferguson was like, "This is a joke, right?" Yeah, and they're like, "No, no, this is doing the whole clicking thing, trying to be cool." Yeah, Just go to YouTube and check it out. Put in, I'll um, check that out. Yeah, put in Jack Black on Ferguson, and you'll, you'll see it. For how much they do depict of their love of rock and roll and stuff like that, they do do a lot of different types of music and stuff too which i think is cool that they like to mess around with other things and even if it's all for a joke and stuff it's it it still makes it that much more funny because yeah you just think they're just going to be this rock band throughout a lot of their stuff but they do dabble in like pretty much every type of music and stuff and it's uh i i think that's really funny too there's another almost connection to jack black and rush um there was a intro to one of rush's uh concerts where um jerry stiller ben stiller's father who was in this movie oh yeah yeah um he actually does the intro of it and that was actually supposed to be jack black and the uh it didn't they, they caught rush contacted jack black's people and they said no forget it they, they didn't even talk to him about it had oh. they talked to jack black about it he would have said yes because he loved rush oh yeah of course and they, yeah. He, he told man afterwards so that's why that's why I respect Jack Black. Yeah. He's a Rush fan. Well, yeah, he, and, he knows and, something about music. And School of Rock, which is you know it's an okay movie or whatever, but he that's when he brings up a lot of his and in that movie his Rush stuff and all. Oh, that. Oh, he acknowledges so, Neil in that movie. Yeah. He says that he's the greatest drummer, which of course is the truth. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, that's why I got to hand it Jack Black. I'll I'll watch and listen to anything he's got to say because at least he knows yeah, he has he a loves, good taste he, in music. He just loves rock and roll like that and. Kyle Gass is like he he's in the same thing. It's just just Jack Black's like personality just comes off more since he's this just manic, crazy guy. Like he's so energetic, even you know, he's very Chris Farley in a lot of ways. And it's that's what I think what a lot of I, I wouldn't I, I can't say a lot of people would think that, but it's just you can tell that's kind of like comedy he is you know running around doing cartwheels and he's not like a he's a big guy so it's like it just even makes that him trying to do like jump kicks and stuff like that just anytime he does something so physical it's just funny you know and this movie is actually supposed to come out sooner than when it did but he got tapped to do that king kong movie and they had to delay it. oh no way yeah that's fine i didn't know that and that King Kong movie wasn't that great. So. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but I'm sure um, Jack Black paid. got paid yeah, for it. We will delay this because like, I'll get paid. Talking about how this movie was a flop and him putting all this money into Well, he's supposed movie. to get paid like 10 to $12 million a, a, a movie. And he only took a million dollars for, for this particular movie. He totally cut it down. And he split that with Kyle, Kyle Gass. Yeah, exactly. So he, he took a huge hit. That shows you how much he loved doing this and loves Yeah, the he whole likes acting a lot, too. And that's what's, you know, Jack Black's in so many movies, cameos and whatnot. But, uh, I mean, obviously he just did the Jumanji movies, which are really big. And it's like he's funny in that, too, because he's playing like a girl, like, like a girl inside his body. Like he's a personality of a, a teenage girl. So it's like... He pulls it off. Oh yeah, it's it's hilarious. I haven't seen the second one, but the first one was really funny. Second one's okay. I've seen it. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, like most of the, you know, like and Kyle Gass is a, is really interesting story too because I I was looking up some facts about him and he actually graduated from Juilliard in music and like guitar at thirteen. See, he knows how to play. I, well, I believe crazy. that. Crazy. I mean, he's talented. Yeah, and again, like that's like one of the top 
like artist schools to be in yeah. and to get your degree at 13, even in like in music. Like, I don't know what that would be, you know, like you could obviously learn that on your own and stuff like that, but that's just pretty impressive. And it's very impressive. I just think it's funny because he doesn't hell just graduate from Juilliard period. I don't care if you did it at 50. Yeah, it's impressive. And exactly. doing that 13 is even more impressive. And I think the way he like does stuff and like, his character is always funny too, since he is more quiet and he's just like kind of like this goof in the background, but he's just like shredding like crazy and just like kind of following Jack Black's just crazy energy and stuff. It's I, I find just more of his like silent treatment just so funny and all that stuff too. And whenever he does say to talk, it's like or it has something to say and all that. It's always just super ridiculous and funny too so like the whole cock push-ups and all that stuff and like the uh metal training and all that stuff power <laughs> he's just, slide yeah <laughs> and he's like throwing bottles at him and all that and that's like even when they're talking to ben stiller when he's telling him about the pick of destiny and like ben stiller has like they're in the closet that closet With thing the lighter yeah and he's like i think there's a switch back here and he's like no 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 don't turn <laughs> like it's just if Jack Black did, it wouldn't make sense. Like Kyle had to have been the one that found the light switch, you know, <laughs> just was funny. And it was sense. funny. I was yeah. like, that was a good scene. So what's uh, some of your favorite bits in this? I would say. Favorite bits. I got to nail me down to that. Huh? Cause that's like, it's like hard. I mean, the way to break this movie up, there are obviously funny scenes that are just, you know, just regular scenes and stuff. But since is it like, it is like a musical. It's like, all the music sessions are kind of like how you could break it up too. Well, I like the whole uh, um, meatloaf thing. They, they, that was just yeah. like paradise, but a dashboard lights thing. There was a little story going back and forth and singing and stuff. I, I liked that whole thing. I really laughed at the song that the little Jack Black was singing. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be the idiot religious. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's, that's the song it, name of it. Yeah. Well, it's also the city that they were yeah. in. Yeah. But it's the, the whole, that whole song. I was, I was really oh, laughing. Great. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, so I really like that part, and I like the end with the the bong of destiny. Yeah. I like that. It's too bad we don't smoke weed. We could be lighting up a bong of destiny right now. <laughs> That'd be an interesting podcast for that. Like, yeah, the movie was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that'd be it. We're out. I'd have to cut out a lot of dead air. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we'd be laughing a lot. That's yeah, what that's it. <laughs> like, let's just watch it and uh, record while we watch it. Just <laughs> us laughing and you silently hearing Jack Black in the background. <laughs> yeah, the um. The the beginning song Kickapoo is really good. Um, Master Exploder, I would say, is my favorite part. Just that whole part is just funny. Again, since it's not, it's just like them imagining it and like just him <laughs> not like when people get out of their like minds and like when he's like, I do not need a microphone, and he's just like, <laughs> like just that first lyric is just to me sound so funny where. They have just this ego of like how good they are and it just cracks me up and he literally makes a guy's head explode you know like it's just so stupid it's just so it's funny. so stupid it's funny yeah. i agree i like that part too and i might not mention it doesn't mean i don't like it it's just uh, no yeah i'm just it, it, and this is just like how it's like the style of comedy they do is so funny because when they're like portraying themselves they're so arrogant but it's like it's like arrogant, self-deprecating because they're obviously like lying. Because like it's their dreams that was arrogant. Yeah, that reality they weren't really that arrogant. The, I know, and that's what's funny because when you you see them 
thinking about because like uh, even the beginning of Master Explorer, he's like, we just wrote this song five minutes ago, <laughs> <laughs> like right there. <laughs> and um, Paul F. Tompkins, who's a really great comedian, he's the guy that introduces them, and he's just like, well, he's the I, de- he's Satan. Then. Yeah, exactly. And that's like some, that's a good like little. It's not a twist or anything, but like you don't see that, and they don't really like show anything that he is. You know, bees above at the end and stuff like that. But it's like, <laughs> and I, I got to put it in because I can't relay the words he says. But it's like when he introduces them, he's just like the best band, the greatest band yeah, in the world. Yeah. They, they told me not to read this, but yeah, they told me to go ahead and read this. I'm yeah, read it. and like they're in this like just Hoboken like biker bar, and like people are like, who the fucker is like coming up here? And it's he's just so obsessed with this band, you know, that like nobody knows and. Again, what they're wearing is even more funny. They have like the the leather and like the like a chainmail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, Tenacious D, I mean, they're big nerds too. I mean, all these guys from their music, even to uh, have you heard the song Wonder Boy? No, I have not. That's on one of that's their first album, and uh, it's just it was. I don't know if it was before trivia or after, but it was one of their more first hits and stuff like that. And, that music video you should check out because it's basically like them being hobbits and like they it's it you can just tell they're like ripping off lord of the ring like paying homage to it i would say because they literally have the hobbit clothes on and they're like talking about going to this mountain and all this stuff like it's this fantasy story they make in the song about wonder boy and it's like just because they probably were big lord of the rings yeah Yeah. and that's like again why all their songs are they talk about a lot of nerdy stuff. I mean, they have a song called the death star and it's just about the death star. And uh, like, like again, they, they go all over the place from like, like, like rock and roll to yeah. Like, uh, fantasy stuff. See, to I love, fighting Satan, I love to, writing that has a sense of humor. In oh it. yeah. And just like, um, um, the prince's bride. You ever read that book? That's yeah, a I've good written book. Well, it's, it, <laughs> It takes the different parts happen at different times in the yeah. book, but a lot of what's in the movie is in the book. But it the writing is just funny, mm-hmm. and I think that's exactly what they incorporate into their their music. It's just funny writing. Yeah. I really like that. I really I wish I had that kind of style. I, I know, and it seems like they make it so easy too. It seems like like even when they first meet, when Kyle and and it, to use their names too is even funny. It's like. And I always like all their nicknames too, like uh, um, Jables. Yeah, I, Jables I wonder if good. they really, if it really is referred to that, because I know it's, it has to be derived from JB, yeah. Jack Black. So I wonder if they, he really is called that. I, I, they do it in other stuff, like even in so like maybe he is other albums, and like they don't, they they have a lot of music, but they don't make a lot of albums. I would say that kind of does make sense, but they only have three or four CDs, I think, but. Uh, but yeah, they always call it JB Jables. Like that's that's not just this movie. That's just so. Their... Uh, th- then it has to be his actual nickname. Though. Yeah, and uh, that makes sense. And <laughs> it's the end part too. We can talk about um, the fight with Satan because that's is the whole biggest joke of it. And like obviously them to get the pick of destiny and all that stuff. It's one of like that part too when he's they're doing like the song off basically and he just tells him that he, he jack black just uh, takes the initiative of being like oh you can just take 
uh, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle and, you know, <laughs> he'll be your bitch so like, in, in it's hell. like the worst thing a friend could ever do where it's like, oh, so I have to do this rock off because it's in my, you know, satanic soul. I have to do this. But what's your, you know, offering? And he's like, oh, you can fuck my friend. It's like, oh, my God, what an asshole. <laughs> that whole thing, though, when I first the first time I watched, I'm like, that's nothing but a rip off of the devil went down to Georgia. Yeah, yeah. I love that song. It's really I good. love that song, too. Yeah. But it is the devil went down yeah. to Georgia. It is. Yeah, you're right with the whole fiddle thing and all that. But yeah, it's I just always find that so funny how he just totally like not being the hero of like the movie you think he should be. He's just like, no, he just sells his friend <laughs> off. And like, but obviously, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. I think he says that you're going to be his, you're going to be and his Kyle's bitch like, at all. Kyle's just like, what? Like, you could just see his reaction. He's like, you just wait a minute. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just, um, it's, that song's just so good. I mean, it's not Muddy Python funny, but yeah. it's still funny. It's in the same vein, though. You know, they're they're making fun of just again. It's a lot of nerdy stuff. You know, no, my point, Muddy Python to me, with the exception of the ending of Holy Grail, every single scene is a laugh fest. Yeah, right, beginning to end. I really can't say that about this movie. There are some parts where I really didn't laugh, like the car chasing scene. I really didn't laugh at that at that, all. That's a song. I mean, that's just another song they got to fill in too. I, I, I think the car chase. It's funny, but it's uh, it's maybe one of the weaker points. Of yeah, it, so that's but. my point. That that's why it's not quite Money Python level. But, but again, it's still they're funny. Trying, they're trying to be funny. That's yes, all I'm they saying. Are, they like, are. I'm if not, it doesn't hit, it hits. Yeah. But it's like. I mean, they're literally like talking to their one friend saying they're just watching a movie when while he's watching them <laughs> in the car chase. And it's like, and they're calling them. Yeah. Yes. And that again is their only fan. It's like this one guy that's their like neighbor or something like that. But there's the pizza delivery guy. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. The pizza delivery guy, Lee, I think. So. But uh, yeah, it's like, it's still trying. And the, I thought the uh, sorority thing was kind of stupid too, where uh, oh, Kyle, Kyle Lee's, goes and yeah. fails and yeah. totally. I mean, I just, that wasn't funny. So there are parts of it that really failed, but that's okay. I mean, they it can't all be perfect, not always. I was just trying to describe, you know, it's it's funny, but not Monty Python funny. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. I, I Amy Poehler has a really funny line in that where it's like, it, they don't explain it at all, but she's uh, the waitress. She's a waitress, her. yeah. And like, I think it's Kyle that says it first, but he's like, what happened to your eyes? Because she has two black eyes. And she's just like, I fell down some stairs. And then Jack Black says the same thing. He's like, like, oh, hey, what? And she's just like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's just like kind of portray. It's like just a subtle joke of like redneck, like that kind of just person you would meet in a diner out there and all that. But <laughs> My I just a Waffle House. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not a big joke or anything, but like it's it's just kind of subtle, funny. And even I'm um. Tim Robbins. I thought his character was creepy. Oh, of course, that was the whole point. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like teaching them how to get into the and that whole thing of the most highly uh, impenetrable fortress is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> and the guys are smoking weed. The, the, yeah. the, the security guards. Yeah, they're really on guard, aren't yeah. they? And uh, I just thought him. He come and catch me, and he's barely walking away. That yeah, that kind of failed too. But that's okay. It's still a good movie, yeah. and I, I watched it twice. So it makes it it must be really good. Yeah, but I, it's funny. I laughed, and that's what makes to me. If I if they can get me to laugh, then it's it's there's something good about it. Did you did you know like did 
I'm sure you probably looked it up after. I think everyone did with the uh, the makeup of Satan and stuff like that. That I think that was cool that they got Dave Grohl to do that. Was that Dave Grohl yeah. actually doing it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have him all. Because in the, um, th- there's a YouTube video of that too of the, uh, like uh, what's it called? Um, like the making of this movie and like they showed him get all his makeup done and stuff like that. Really? Well, that's pretty cool. That was him. Cause he's in the tribute video too, which is like the same, I, like they just, it's Satan doing the same thing, like playing guitar and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I just thought to have that kind of makeup too. And like fully committed to that. So uh, I just thought it was pretty funny. Well, it is funny. Yeah. But Dave girls on the rush fan. So there we go. <laughs> it's a good musician. I saying that. So I, he's okay. <laughs> But I, I thought it was, I just thought it was a funny choice that they would have him be Satan, you know? And one of the things he said too, and like the making of, you know, he's like being a big uh, metal fan throughout my whole life. Of course, if someone asked me to be Satan in a movie, I mean, I, I got to put that down, you know, like <laughs> that's just got to check that off my bucket list. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is, it's just a fun, cool movie for like, I, I think like rock and roll music fans and stuff like that too. So yeah, you know, there's not a lot to talk about. You know, it is a very basic movie, and if, unless you're a uh, like big Tenacious D fan, they could at least put a Rush poster in the kids' room. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, there wasn't one. Nope. Yeah, they had Queen. Yeah. They didn't have Rush. That's the one. I'm really. If I would, I would just see Jack Black. I would say, "What the hell's your problem? Yeah. Where was the Rush poster?" And he'd be like, "I don't even remember." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm glad that. Uh, so you obviously enjoyed this movie, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I like Jack Black and Tenacious D. You should listen to some of their, their other stuff, too. They're funny songs and all that. I think Max, their exploder, is also on Rock Band 2, if I'm not mistaken. I know it's they a, have a few songs. Good song. I actually enjoy it. hard. Yeah. Like, even it is just ridiculous and funny, but it's like a good jam. And that's should, like kind of my favorite Tenacious D songs of, even when you're listening to lyrics, like, well, I can't believe what they're talking about because it's so stupid, but... It's some of them just have some good, like just, you know, guitar solos and guitar riffs. And I think I'm going to bring my Xbox over here with my rock band and watch you got a perfect setup and watch you fail. Oh, I'd be terrible. I'd be terrible. I play expert levels. I'd make sure you play that, too. (laughs) Well, I'll do. uh, It's hard. It's very hard. I mean, there are some rush songs that are, too, but the Tenacious D is hard. You might as well say you're going to fail. Well, if you bring it over, I'll dress up like Satan and try to. Oh, you know. then we're gonna do. It. We're going on YouTube now. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good viral video for that. But uh, I think we got enough to say about this, you know. And it's not much else to say. What was your thoughts? All right, last one. What was your thoughts on the Sasquatch scene? So that was going into the damn. Uh, this is what I forgot to bring up. That was going into the occult crap too, because LSD, which mushrooms are LSD, yeah. are the damn thing. That's uh, that whole thing to me was once again a dive down in the occult. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot to bring that up. So it was, it was okay. It was, but I did like how they kept tying it back to reality. It yeah. showed him like on the on the tree and, <laughs> and he like was going down yes. the stream and all that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was funny. It was. Yeah. It was funny. I don't know. Who it was played. ridiculous. Yeah. but it was funny. I don't know who and like when he just eats the mushrooms, it's the best because he's like so hungry and he just like goes and says like I, I just need to eat. It's just, a good thing I found these mushrooms because I was starving. Yeah, and I should have wrote it down or looked it up even more. But the guy who plays Sasquatch, I think, is the uh, the pizza guy. I think that's oh, really? the same actor. I, I could be wrong, but 
I just think whoever does that, Sasquatch I just know he had a so really funny. bad speech impediment. Yeah, but it's he's just so like silly and like you know him being like make it. He's like, uh, when I'm, I, your, I'm your I'm your father. You yeah. are a Sasquatch. You're a little, you're a little baby Sas, <laughs> and he just turns into the little baby Sasquatch. That's just ridiculous. So it's very funny, but if I could ever have the money to be that, I would totally be that for Halloween. <laughs> but that might take a little too much. So. Maybe one day. You might as well just buy a Chewbacca outfit, take off. No, I want to be the Sasquatch. But you would, it would work if you just took yeah. off the 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 Ben Delaney. Yeah, that's all you need. Just, just take that. that off, and then and you need pointed teeth, just and you're cut out yes. the face. Yes. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. Because yeah, that's basically all it was. <laughs> well, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, wrap up with some plugs and stuff. So, uh, why don't you talk about your podcast, DJ? What can people see at listen to you? Uh, the plus ultra my hero academia podcast uh you can anywhere you listen to podcasts probably where you're listening right now and you can also check us out on facebook uh it's at uh plus ultra mha podcast um yeah just give us a listen we just dive into that anime and every once in a while we'll bring up another anime yeah if if ryan would get his crap together and watch attack on titan attack we would be able to watch the talk about the rest of that I one too watch so many things i'll get on it i haven't watched anime in a minute there's so, so much to talk about the attack i mean i really there's a good dilemma that i want to know your opinion on and i've been asking you and asking you this well, do your I'll homework get, i'll get i'll get to it yeah <laughs> i'll get a attacking on it so oh da-da-da. yeah <laughs> Yeah, and again, you can find all of our stuff on bonsaichat.com. Help support the podcast and just check us out on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll be back for uh, another episode soon. So until then, we will say bye. Rock bye. on. Yeah, rock on. Yeah. <laughs> Hail Satan. Uh, ooh.